Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Budrest here in Detroit. And I know it's been a couple of days since we last spoke, but I've been working on a huge, huge, huge story for y'all. Um, and if if I'm not mistaking, mistaken rather, I can't speak today, damn. Um, if I'm not mistaken... Um, what I'm about to tell you should be hitting the tabloids within about a month. Um, because it is just so huge. So, are y'all ready for this? Uh, we've been talking about Wendy Williams and how she treats her staff for the almost two years now. Um, you know, I have a friend who works on the show... Uh, who has fed me all of this. Well, buckle up, kiddos, because we have some more information for you. So the story originated when I read on TV Line that Wendy Williams was really, um, had some really bizarre behavior uh, on air. And so I reached out to my friend who works on the show, and I was like, hey, like, what up? What, what is actually happening right now? Like, for all of her faults, I've always thought of Wendy as being very professional on air. And he was like, well, let's talk later. So when he finally got a hold of me, he was really upset, so I would, you know, obviously, my first role is as a friend, not as a a reporter, so I was like, you know, we talked a little bit, and then he was like, everything I'm about to tell you, I want you to use, so I was like, all right, like, what's going on, what, what, what happened? So, we already know that Wendy was in trouble with the production company for not doing the at-home shows as every other show was doing. Um, It cost him a lot of money. And frankly, it cost him some big rating points. Um, At a time when shows really can't afford to give up any more of the rating share because advertising rates are going down. So... Um, the production company had already decided to wind down the show. Um, they were just trying to find the right time to do it. So they, they talked about it and they, you know, maneuvered around and whatnot. But ultimately they couldn't find a good time to do this. They couldn't find the right time to announce the cancellation of the show. So they kind of backed away for a minute. And there was some talk that, you know, maybe they could prolong the show. Um, seeing as Wendy missed a lot of her contract time, um, they could possibly force her into doing like another half season while they built up a replacement. So, knowing that she was about to lose the show, 
Wendy has been trying to start feuds with just about everyone in the hopes of seeking an increase in ratings and making herself too val- too valuable to um, be fired. But it hasn't really worked because now nobody wants to book her show. Um, you know, her feud with Wendy... Um, not with her feud with Wendy Williams. Yeah, she's feuding with herself, all right. Um, her feud with Nene Leakes basically has made getting any of the other housewives almost impossible. Now, I know you're going to be like, well, you know, she has people... She still has them coming on because they were already scheduled. But what you're going to see coming up is... It's going to be harder and harder, especially um, as Wendy Williams ratchets up her her feud with Nene and Andy. And Nene and, and Andy's feud is a whole other ballgame, too. So <gasps> we won't even get into that. Um, but, you know, the housewives were kind of her bread and butter. Like, when she didn't get anyone else on, she could get an Erica Jane or a Luann, Dila, whatever... Um, but now she's having trouble booking anybody. So, you know, she's, she still has an audience and she's still going to get people. It's just not going to be as many as it used to be. Um, but all the stress from work and everything has caused her to overindulge. Now, according to my source, she'd always been using, she never stopped drinking alcohol. She never stopped um, all of the other drugs that she she was on. All this did was um, pronunciate her usage. And now she's using it even more. So when she went on air, he believes that she was high, but officially they're saying that she was just drunk. Um, but um, you know, he's even a minute like he's he didn't sit there and see her pot pills or snort cocaine. Um, but he was basing it on um some personal experiences. Um, that he's had with his brother. So. When they went to commercial. Some of her producers tried to. Get her like. Back on track and like you know. Hey you're on air. You gotta be a little bit more professional. And she hit. One of her producers. And this is the part that took me. A while to. Um get together for you guys because I was not about to to uh, air this allegation without some sort of evidence I have spoken personally with the producer she hit I have seen a copy of the HR report um, and it is very detailed uh, the the allegation is definitely in there, and it's definitely being taken seriously by Dibmar Mercury. 
Um, because it's an ongoing investigation, I cannot name the victim or use any identifying markers for, for the person. Um, but um, Demar Mercury is investigating and doing their due diligence. Um, the the victim has been um, placed on another show uh, indefinitely. Um, and yeah, like when I when I spoke to the victim, they were still shaken up by it. Um, because it was... It came out of nowhere. Um, her rage just seemed to manifest itself. Because she was told, being told to be professional. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, dude, you're supposed to be professional. <laughs> like, you know? Um, so... I uh, When I spoke to my source... Um, after I spoke with the victim, uh, we were on a three-way call. Uh, the victim had to go um, do some work for the new show. Um, part of the consequences of all of this is... Uh, Denmark Mercury is reaching out to locally um, to each of the stations that license uh, the Wendy Williams show... And putting out feelers for how they how they would react if uh they were to pull and cancel the show right now um of the of the stations that they've heard back from there's only been two who have been really resistant um to the cancellation of the show um the the early cancellation of the show I should say. Um, and of those two, only one is because it's a ratings powerhouse. Uh, the other one just needs some content, um, to, uh, to air, basically. Uh, so executives are scrambling right now to figure out what to do, um, and how soon they can pull the plug on, uh, the Wendy Williams show. Um, according to my source, the crew, uh, the producers and the crew have all been told that they would have positions, um, it, should they decide to stay with, with Deadmar Mercury, um, but they were really encouraged to seek out other employment opportunities, uh, if they had planned on staying with Wendy Williams until, uh, the show ended. At this juncture, uh, they're looking to um, go to repeats uh, after November. Uh, so, repeats usually start the last week around Thanksgiving week. Um, and generally will go until um, around like the second week of December. Um, they're, what they're hoping is... Um, if Wendy goes into rehab, then they have a perfect reason, um, to put the, um, put the show on hiatus, uh, or do what they did last, uh, not last time, the two times ago when they had different guest co-hosts, uh, 
um, when they had different guest co-hosts, like, just to experiment to see who was going to, um, land with the audience and who could either keep the ratings that Wendy has, um, or as close to them as possible. Um, and what they're hoping is that they can use a test run, um, to, on the Wendy Williams show, to launch the new person show. Uh, I, we've talked before about how Tamara Mari, um, was a leading contender. Um, she's still, her show's still in the works. Um, having this kind of format would suit her very well. And she's said to be, uh, ready to go if they ask her to guest co-host. Um, executives at Deborah Mercury want Wendy gone. Um, there is no question now, um, if she's going to be let go, but when. Uh, the, the soonest, um, that anyone is seeing, and this comes straight from my source and from, um, the memo that was circulated, uh, the soonest that they could get rid of Wendy Williams is likely to be January. Um, that's assuming she doesn't go into rehab. If she goes into rehab, um, they have to hold her position for her by law, and uh, they would have to allow her back on air. Uh, that does not mean that the cancellation plans that were already in the works have to be um, undone. Uh, they can still cancel the show, um, but at the end of the season... Unless Wendy makes a really strong case for a renewal, and nobody at this point thinks that that's going to happen. Um, at this point, she seems very content to... Uh, she seems very content to... Um, just not care, honestly. So, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um... So, this one is kind of self-congratulatory as well as informative. Um, no sooner did the last episode, the last news episode, I should say, um, hit the wires than the Aaron Carter story started to break all over the other gossip blogs. Um, blind gossip, um... Blind Gossip sold one of their um, old, um, I had, uh, one of their old articles. Um, Crazy Days and Nights has um, started picking it up. Um, so <laughs> clearly, we got to it first, thankfully. But um, it's it's really one of the most common themes um, in everyone's writing and uh, in the writing and everything else is just how sad. Um, Aaron Carter has fallen. Now, there, of course, there's nothing wrong with um, taking off your clothes for money if that's what you choose to do. Um, you know, we're very sex positive here and we try to support everyone. But there does come a point where you kind of have to wonder what's going on. Um... You know, 
what what exactly has led him to this point? Um, so I I did some more asking uh, because I thought, well, maybe maybe the porn thing is not so much a tumble downward as it is him just embracing himself, you know, um, and and working in a career that he really enjoys. Uh, so I, I talked to my LA source and he debunked that right away. He said, uh, Aaron doesn't mind being naked. He doesn't mind people, uh, knowing that he has a big dick. He doesn't mind knowing people knowing what he looks like naked uh, or what he looks like when he's jerking off or having sex. None of that bothers him. But if he had his um if he had his way, he would be working uh as a musician. He would be a singer. Uh so we talked about it a little bit and it's it's quite a story, um and not something I ever truly understood. Um how he went from this teen heartthrob um, coming up after his brother, Nick, uh, to um, reality washout. And the thing is, with his record contract, he could easily get another one. Uh, my LA source is 100% convinced of this. Um, it wouldn't be as lucrative um, as he would want. But there are still a lot of labels that would be more than happy to be home to um, Aaron Carter and help him manufacture a comeback. The problem is is he doesn't want to put in the work. Um, one of the things that they said is when when you're creating a comeback, you have to have some sort of hook. Just saying, oh, I'm Aaron Carter and I'm coming back is not enough. Uh, so he kind of guided me through what an Aaron Carter comeback could look like. Um, even though I vehemently disagree with this ex- example, he used Britney. Um, after she had her breakdown in 2007 and shaved her head, um, her label worked with her uh, and her team to kind of redefine her sound um, they thought it was more edgy, or they wanted something more edgy, um, and we got the album Blackout. Now, it, Blackout was not her best-selling CD, and some, um, some can lay the blame in multiple places. Um, most people say it's because, the the label didn't market it because they wanted an edgier sound for Britney while her team wanted her um, to to move just a little further towards the edge uh, but not completely go off of it. Uh, but essentially the album did what it was supposed to do and it redefined Britney. Um, and while her subsequent albums have sold more than Blackout uh, but not yet reaching the um, sales of her heyday uh, what it did is redefined her sound and gave her another avenue to explore. 
and allowed um, the record label uh, to dominate in another niche um, where, you know, Britney is basically known as a pop princess. She moved into EDM uh, like Madonna before her. Uh, so with the, what my source said that Aaron could do is, you know, given his look, he could do a grunge type thing. Um, and there will always be people who make a little bit of fun of it. But if he's good and he puts in the work, um, he can overcome the initial jokes. Um, he could also go um, more along the lines of Jack Johnson and do the singer-songwriter sensitive thing. Um, he said that would not be unheard of. Um, and could fit better into um, what Aaron does. And so again, I, I reiterated to him, why isn't this happening? Because if there's a record label out there that's willing to do this... Um, and Aaron wants to do this, Where where's the disconnect? Because there, there has to be some sort of disconnect, right? So, what, what my source said to me um, was really profound. At this point, Aaron is too caught up in the drugs, too caught up in the sex, and not caught up enough in the music. It's essentially, he doesn't want to put in the work. Uh, he wants to be a musician. He wants to be a singer. And he wants the rewards that often go with with those things. But he's not interested in um, putting in any effort to put together a sound. Um, put together an image. Um, and right now, record labels would have a really hard time pushing, uh, pushing him, um, because everyone knows he's on OnlyFans, and now that it's breaking that he's selling his body for money, um, that's just one more obstacle for them to have to come out, to get over, uh, you know, I I did kind of ask if it was possible that they could um, try a fake news narrative. And he said they could, and normally they would. They would um, have him go on um, talk shows, um, especially Ellen, and have him like kind of laugh off the rumors. But again, because it's well known that he's on OnlyFans, uh, and OnlyFans is known for its sex work, um, there's an uphill battle. And because of of all these uphill battles, at this point, no... At this point, no record company um, is willing to put up the fight without seeing some sort of effort from Aaron... So what does my source think is going to happen? Uh, he thinks uh, that either Aaron is going to hit rock bottom and 
and pass away, unfortunately. Or um, he's going to hit rock bottom and realize how, how bad off he is at this point with the drugs and everything and work to um, clean up his life and hopefully get together that record deal. Uh, but he was really quick to point out that the music industry, like Hollywood, um, is really fast to write someone off and very slow to embrace them back. Uh, so he said, Aaron has a very, very slim window here, uh, to relaunch his career if that's what he chooses to do. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, um, one of the weirdest things about uh, 2020 has been the revelation that J.K. Rowling is transphobic. And not just transphobic, but, like, she'll double down on on her views. And, um... She has some high-profile friends who agree with her. Of course, um, Harry Potter stars Emma Watts, um, Rupert Rupert Gant, and Daniel Radcliffe have all spoken out and said, uh, while she's entitled to her views, uh, they do not agree with her, and um, they do not believe that Harry Potter represented um, what she's... what she is now... um, claiming and there's a term that Will taught me and it's just jumped out of my head now Um, but basically it's when an author needs to just stop they they need to leave their work alone and stop trying to um, add context to it uh, we've seen we've seen J.K. Rowling do it multiple times. Uh, the first time uh, was actually the one with the most evidence behind it. I feel, uh, and that's when she revealed that Dumbledore is gay. Okay, like I get it. Um, you know, LGBTQ wasn't uh, not in style, but um, you know what I mean. Like uh, LGBT. LGBTQ issues were most definitely at the forefront of society. Um, she actually built in the backstory uh, very well and kind of hinted at things um, very, very well, I think. So, okay, we'll give her Dumbledore. And then she just wouldn't stop. Um, suddenly, she never gave her mining a race when everyone is very convinced, at least everyone I talked to, um, that she actually did say that her mining was pale um, and had crinkled red hair uh, with freckles. Um, and for a minute, I thought they got her got Hermione confused with with Ron, but no, they they're very convinced it was Hermione. Um, because they thought that Hermione and Ron were going to be related, not end up dating. Um, it, that's the other thing. She she says that she wishes she hadn't paired Hermione and Ron in the end. Which, okay, 
as a fellow writer, I get it. Like, you make some choices sometimes and you're like, ooh, why did I do that? Um, and I, I get it, but, you know, you did make the choice, so. Um, and as far as Hermione being black, I would have respected her much more if she just said, hey, this actress was the best one for the job. And, you know, from all the awards uh, she won, she was the best one uh, to play Hermione in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So, nobody was going to be mad about, mad at her for, for saying that, you know, like... If if she would have just left it at you know this is the, this was the best actress for the job, we all would have been like, girl, we know, we with you, we with you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that there's a little bit of disingen- disingenuity there. Um, and then of course the biggest um in the latest was um, Harry Potter would have voted for Mike Bloomberg. Now, I know a lot of you are going to roll your eyes and say, well, Ed, you know, he's a fictional character. Um, But here's the thing. Why say it? Why did you need to put this out there? Because, first of all, Harry would have fought against someone like Mike Bloomberg. Yes, I think um, Bloomberg has come a long way from his villainous past, but he's still a villain. So he's not Voldemort. He's Snape. But Harry still fought against Snape. Even if in the end he did end up loving him, there were still battles had. Um, But going one step further, Harry would not have been able to vote in an American election because... Wait for it, kids. He's not an American citizen. Okay, so... Let's just... You know, if we're not going to say something intelligent, let's not say anything at all. Okay, Miss Rowling? Okay. Um, But now... And this is why I love having friends in the publishing industry. Um... Because I get to hear all this. So her... We we talked before about her book, uh, Troubled Blood, debuting at number one, but with really soft sales. So yeah, she gets to brag about it being a, number, a New York Times number one bestseller. Um, but behind the headline is that her sales have tumbled uh, nearly 50% from where the last book launched. And the last book... Launched at number three. Um, So yes, um, this is really bad for her. Um, So yeah, you know, right now we're in a pandemic and, um, you know, you would expect book sales to be up, but I think paperbacks are, paperback sales are up, Um, hard copies are not. So... She was on a she was on a conference call, and 
she was defending herself and her sales. Um, and basically she was like, you know, it's, it's the overall trend. Um, why am I being singled out for having lackluster sales? Blah, blah, blah. And the editors were all like, we literally didn't say anything about the exact figures. Um, even the publisher was like, you know, we wish they were better, but given the circumstances, uh, to which she got very angry thinking that he meant her transphobic and hateful thoughts on, uh, transgender people and launched into a diatribe. Part of that diatribe was singling out horror maestro and best-selling author of all time, Stephen King. Uh, she is very angry that Stephen King has not um, tweeted or made any statements of support for her. In fact, she feels utterly betrayed that he has gone out of his way to uh, say things like Miss Rowling is wrong, uh, you trans women are women, and um, support for the LGBTQ community, um, including um, the trans population. Uh, she feels that he should have stuck with her um, because without her, um, his book sales would have plunged or something. Uh, here's the thing. like I have multiple issues with modern day Stephen King. Um, and we can talk about those in another segment sometime. But... Um, I think in this case... The fault does not lie with Mr. King. Um, I think we can all argue uh, that neither writer um, is at their creative peak. Uh, and neither one of them seem to um, try to go out of their way to be clever anymore. Uh, but what we can't argue is both are massively successful... Uh, and we can't argue that um, both have a lot of talent. We, we can't argue that one has a lot of hate and a lot of anger for some reason at trans... Uh, not trans people in, uh, as a whole, but particularly trans women. And I don't quite know why. Um, you know, it's been one of those things where... Um, she's so specifically targeted trans women that it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and just like her targeting uh, Stephen King doesn't make sense because he ain't going nowhere. You can fling hateful words <coughs> and accusations of um, treason all you want. Stephen King is going to be around longer than any of us. And I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, and just so you guys know, Will is going to fire me for this. Um, because I completely scrapped a segment. Um, and replaced it with this one. And I don't have production notes. So I'm just winging this. Uh, in fact, this is the second time I'm recording this one. Um, 
<laughs> and when Will listens to this, he's going to message me and be like, bitch, stop telling them that I'm going to fire you. <laughs> um, except he doesn't really call me bitch. <laughs> uh, but anyways, an article from Rings uh, spread like wildfire through Facebook and Twitter this week. Uh, the article claimed that former Saved by the Bell and homemade, homemade porn video star Dustin Diamond was killed in a prison riot. Now, people believe this because Dustin, for a very long time, has been on the same kind of trajectory as Aaron Carter. Um... He, his career uh, dried up as soon as Saved by the Bell ended. Uh, a few years later, he wrote a tell-all book where he lambasted um, his former co-stars with claims of hookups and secret affairs and the whole sordid lot. Now... This sort of tale in Hollywood is nothing new and um, wouldn't have really had much of an effect on on his career, except he was also starting to segue into a stand-up career um, where he used the N-word, um, among other derogatory words, and vin- sales, for his, sales for his shows were already low. Um, after those controversies, they were non-existent. He could not even fill a venue a quarter of the way up. So rather than downsize or try to do like the um, like a casino tour, he folded it up. Um, his his wild bad behavior continued. Uh, where uh, <clears throat> he was caught drinking and doing drugs and just being completely out of control. Um, I believe he did a couple of a couple of reality shows. I seem to remember him being on a season of The Surreal Life. Um, I would have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure he was on like The Surreal Life for a while, and. Things just got, they continue to go downhill for him. Um, Everything he tried just slumped him lower and lower and lower. Until he made a porn video. And even this caused controversy. But not for the reasons that one would think. While it was most definitely um, him in the hot tub, um, and, you know, his face was clearly shown... Uh, when it came time for his penis to be shown, um, it was very, it was shot very weird to where, um, you could not see the whole body in the, um, in the frame. And so people began to speculate that he used the dick double. Um, which I didn't know those were a thing, y'all. Um, we all learn something new every single day, don't we? <laughs> so... He swore it was his own, uh, but things just continued to 
to tumble down and uh, the sex tape didn't work the way he he had hoped and wanted and eventually um, he kind of disappeared from sight until this article came and brought him back to the forefront of the gossip world. Um, the condolences and everything started rolling in, except no one actually bothered to read the article um, or the source of the article where they say, we satirize everything, real-life events, and um, all of our names are fake unless they're a public figure and we're satirizing them. Now, I think I just said the word satirize like eight times. Um, but again, no one read it. But I was curious as to what has happened to uh, Mr. Diamond. And I was pleasantly surprised to find out um, that he's moved to Florida with his parents. Um, he... Uh, when he was in California, he was on the brink of bankruptcy. He had no money, um, and he was tumbling, as I said, tumbling down fast. He had to give up his apartment uh, because he wasn't making anything to uh, pay for it. Um, so he moved to Florida with his parents. They live in an upper-class, uh, upper-middle-class neighborhood. Um, my source said that He's talked to people down there who have said that he looks happy, he looks healthy, um, he's definitely fed, uh, he's apparently been through rehab, so he's off the sauce, he's off the drugs, uh, he is um, working on his mental health issues, which, thank goodness for that, like, thank God his parents, thank God his parents realized that there was an issue, and work to resolve it. Because there are so many times when I think people um, will ignore mental health issues. Um, and just in the face of uh, either wealth or fame. Um, but they, you know, they, they went about their business and made sure uh, that there's something out the help he needs. Um... He was not invited back to do this uh, reboot of Saved by the Bell. Um, but he doesn't seem to be too upset about it. Um, according to my source, he seems to be um, actually mildly okay with, um, with not being a part of it. While he would have loved to uh, got gotten back with the old crew. It was um, always going to be um, a, a fight um, because again, after after he treated them the way he did, um, almost no one wants to talk to him or be around him. Um, Lark Voris, who also faced um, mental health issues. Um, was said to have been concerned at one point about him 
uh, uh, I, th- I think it was Lark. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at the notes uh, that I left myself. Yeah, it was Lark. Um, you know, not in a, not in any way other than she also suffered from mental health issues um, during the time that she was on. Uh, Say by the bell, and uh, it's taken her a while. Um, and I don't know what it was about ninety shows, but uh, there was Lark Voorhees, uh, Dustin Diamond, and of course um, Nicole um, Nicole Carson. I'm missing one of her names. It's a, she's a three named actress. She was on Ally McBeal. Um, and one of the NBC shows, uh, maybe ER, maybe Law and Order, um, but she was on two shows at once, uh, and then she was on no shows at all. Um, she played Renee, for those who are still confused about who I'm talking to, she played Renee on uh, Ally McBeal. Um, she also suffered from mental health issues and uh, ended up retiring um, and moving uh, to the Midwest in just getting away from it all. So I don't know, maybe they were harder on actors back in the 90s or something. Um, But in any case, I'm glad that the news of Dustin Diamond's death was greatly exaggerated. Or, as Will will say when he hears that I said he was going to fire me, fake news. Um, But it's not fake that I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, when we talked about Chris Evans' dick pic leak, I told you all that I thought that he might have leaked it himself. Um, And then he very cleverly um, turned it into a a cry for people to get out and vote. So, I got a lot of scoffs and whatever. Um, A lot of people thought, you know that I was crazy. But, turns out, I may not be so crazy after all. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was on the Kelly Clarkson show. uh, And Kelly um, obviously had to ask um, Jamie about it. Um, Chris and Jamie Chris and Jamie were um, in Knives Out together. And they became super close. And so I guess um, after it happened, she texts him and he didn't answer um, right away. And she tweeted him um, and said, that's my boy. And also encouraged people to vote. And... um, you know, we're seeing more and more of this um, happening. Um, and it's really interesting to me that encouraging people to get out to vote is so controversial. Um, uh, General Hospital had on their Facebook page, um, they had, I, it was like a meme or something that basically just said, get out and vote. It wasn't telling you to vote for Biden. It wasn't telling you to vote for 
um, anyone. But for some reason, these conservative people got truly pissed off about it. I mean, seriously, they were slamming, they said that soap should stay out of politics. And <laughs> let me just correct some misconception. Soaps have always been political. Okay, there was a fucking soap called Capital that took place in Washington, D.C. Uh, all my children tackled the Vietnam War, um, abortion, uh, HIV. It featured the first lesbian, uh, the first lesbian character, first lesbian kiss, first gay marriage. Um, and, and that's just one show. Um, Guiding Light took on cloning. Um, and I believe they were the first ones to do an Alzheimer story. Um, although I could be wrong about that. Uh, but so, it was, and they were rightly, these conservative people were rightly lambasted for their cries that soaps should not be political because... Again, of course, of course they're political. Um, I, you know, it, it, was, it, it was just very weird to me that um, they would try to argue this. So, um, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler has also been encouraging people to get out uh, to vote, and um, she's received a lot of backlash herself, uh, with people saying that she doesn't know what, she's not funny, she doesn't know what she's talking about, uh, among other horrible, nasty names. And again, these people were lambasted. Uh, in Chelsea's case, she did say, vote Biden. Which, you know, totally her right. Um, but my favorite was uh, one of the conservatives who were bashing Chelsea Handler said celebrities should stay out of politics. And Chelsea herself said, I agree. So we need to tell Trump he's not allowed to be, not allowed to run for president anymore because we want celebrities out. <laughs> and... That completely shut down um, the conservatives who were attacking her. So bravo, Miss Handler. <clears throat> um, you know there there has been a big push on the DNC's part to get people out to vote. Um, I, and I want to give credit to the RNC, but I have not seen them do um, any work and trying to get people out to vote. It's almost as if they don't want us to vote. Hmm. Um, but this isn't politalk. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Um. But, <laughs> seriously... Um, they're going out of their way to make it harder for you to vote, and I don't know why. Uh, but 
so, okay. Um, so back to Chris Evans, because that's what this started to be. This is what, that's what this segment was supposed to be about. Um, you know, Jamie, Jamie and um, Kelly Clarkson were talking, and she said, I think he may have leaked it himself uh, in order to get his name trending and get people talking um, so he could get out the message that people need to vote. So I talked to my L.A. source about it. Um, in just very broad terms. Uh, and he said it wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, you know, him accidentally sharing a picture of his dick was not ideal. But it added some levity to a very tough year. Um, people already sexualize him. Um, so... All, all this could have possibly done is uh, further um, furthered his hunk status. Um, and so ultimately, they, they're convinced that um, he kind of maybe did know what he was doing. Uh, and the other thing is, is he has a tech team um, who could have helped him. So, uh, why he would choose to do this um, by himself instead of having someone upload it for him uh, is kind of a puzzle right now. Um, and I kind of throw out that, you know, <laughs> maybe it was like a look what you're missing to his ex-girlfriend, uh, Jenny Slate, and I was slapped down and told, no, no way. Um, Jenny, even if they, even if their breakup was angry, uh, Jenny and Chris have way too much respect, uh, for each other, uh, to try to tarnish, um, the other's career, um, or, and they wouldn't play these kind of mind games with one another. Which, okay, I guess, I can see, that's fair. Um, but, he did give me that there could have been a woman that Chris is trying to woo. Uh, that, um, maybe he, uh, was trying to catch her eye. Uh, but that also seems unlikely at this point. Um, he, my source is under the impression that Chris, uh, really just wanted to, um, get people out to vote, um, because he said that it was almost too perfect. Um, you know, he let this build and build and build, and then just at the very apex of it, um... He got out his message to get out and vote. Uh, and he said it almost smells like a publicist had something to do with it. Uh, when I asked him if he could prove it or, um, you know, expand a little bit further upon what, um, why he thinks that, all he could say is, you know, look at 
Um, look at all these fake relationships. Look at um, look at how it's done. You tease. You get people excited. When you hit the top of the gossip cycle, you make whatever revelation you're going to make. And then it cools off very quickly. He said, unless there's another dick pic leak, we're not going to hear about much more of this. Uh, because it's not what his publicist wants. Uh, so, which is fair, I guess. Um, but please, please, please get out and vote. Uh, this is going to do it for me for today. Uh, Will will be joining us with Politalk in just a moment. Um, wash your hands, wear a mask, and for the love of God, vote, please. Until we speak again, cheers. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and those to whom neither applies, and welcome back to Politalk. I bet y'all thought you'd seen the last of me, huh? I've really got to stop reusing that joke. Of course, it could help if I actually kept a more consistent recording schedule. It's been fairly difficult this week for reasons that most of you are probably already aware of. But for those of you who aren't in the know, who haven't been following the absolute uh, continuing uh, shitstorm that is American politics, don't worry, because I'm going to spend the next few minutes bringing y'all up to speed on what has happened since we last convened. Let's get started. On Monday, Justice Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed to the Supreme Court after a fairly rushed process that was much derided from the Democratic side. The initial committee vote to advance her to the floor was conducted with no Democrats, Democratic senators present, and the vote to confirm her came down almost entirely along party lines. With every Republican senator, save Susan Collins, voting to confirm her and every Democrat voting against. Amy Coney Barrett was swiftly sworn in to her position by Justice Clarence Thomas in a midnight ceremony at the Rose Garden and appeared in a Trump campaign ad immediately thereafter, thus quashing any remaining doubts or hopes that she would be an impartial justice instead of a partisan foot soldier. Look, I know the quality of the uh, banter is, well, non-existent since March, since Ed and my, I haven't really been able to get a good way to remotely record a conversation without it sounding like a garbled mess. But uh, this week's going to be especially tough because got, I've got nothing here. Amy Coney Barrett is a Catholic fundamentalist who's all but stated directly that she intends to impose those values upon the rest of the country. And with conservatives now holding a 6-3 supermajority on the Supreme Court thanks to Senate maneuvering, it looks like she won't really find much opposition. On top of that, what I've read of her previous rulings suggests that she is a, well, honestly, a fairly cruel and spiteful justice who's not much given to judicial leniency or recognition of different views. So this is pretty much unambiguously bad news for the country as a whole, and it's going to be bad news for a long time. Amy Coney Barrett is on the court because, well, because reason lost, essentially. Now that that's done, on to more cheery topics like the election, which is in about three days, likely, from the time of publication. 
The Republican plan to tilt the election in their favor through manipulation of the mail-in vote and the deadline surrounding it, and the increasingly prevalent coronavirus pandemic. We'll start with the first one. The presidential election is on November the 3rd, three and a half days from recording time, and early voting turnout is already through the roof. In Texas, for example, more people have voted early than voted in the entire 2016 election. We still have a couple of days to go before the polls actually open on election day. Due to the high percentage of people voting by mail in this election, thanks to the pandemic, we're unlikely to know the results of the actual vote until a couple of days after the third. However, Democratic strategists in particular have been happy with the turnout from their base, which has caused a number of potential upsets. In particular, NBC is now rating Texas as a toss-up, which would be huge if Texas flipped, as I'm sure you're all aware. Republican senators and state legislatures are doing their best to dampen turnout. The California GOP has admitted to placing fake ballot boxes around the state but refused a order from the state government to stop. And several Republican legislatures and organizations have filed challenges to their state's mail-in deadlines, trying to prevent extensions to the deadline in light of the coronavirus pandemic. As of now, a few of those cases have gone before the court, though most before Barrett uh, joined it. Wisconsin's deadline extension was struck down, while Pennsylvania's was upheld. Somewhat troublingly, a number of the justices seem poised to throw out large numbers of mail-in ballots if a suitable challenge to them could, should be presented. Justice Brett Kavanaugh, in particular, in a, in, well, in a frankly massively error-ridden opinion earlier this week, suggested that it would be very bad for the health of the nation if the outcome were to appear to change after Election Day due to votes coming in, and cited the hotly contested Bush versus Gore case from 2000 as a precedent for cutting off mail-in ballots that had arrived after Election Day, even if they had been postmarked before the date. Justice Kagan unleashed a fiery dissent, claiming that with this ruling, the court would be was basically admitting a willingness to engage in voter suppression. At press time, the conservatives on the court had not responded to any of that or made their feelings on it known. Democratic congressmen and congresswomen have asked Amy Coney Barrett to recuse herself from all cases involving the 2020 election. She's made no comment on the matter, but... I'll give you three guesses which way she's likely to lean. You're only going to need the one, honestly. As for the coronavirus, it's back in full swing. Earlier today, on Friday the 30th, the U.S. broke its previous record for the number of new cases over the course of a week, sending the markets into a massive tumble as the Dow fell almost 400 points over the course of the trading day. Investors, and to be frank, most of the rest of the country, are worried that the rising case numbers signal a hard winter ahead as more and more people move their activities and work inside where it's easier for the virus to spread. And uh, on a final note, we had another hurricane hit the U.S. this week. Hurricane Zeta, because we're running out of names, was the 27th named storm of the season. It struck Louisiana as a Category 2 hurricane Thursday night before moving on to drench 
a large portion of the southeastern United States. This has been a pretty busy hurricane season, but forecasters warn that it may not be over yet. And that's all for this week, folks. We're doing a deep dive on Monday instead of a political update, so I won't speak to you again until after the election. Here's hoping for the best and praying we can avoid the worst. Thanks for tuning in, folks. No matter what happens, I'll see you next time. Cheers.